0: Welcome to Improving Sales Performance, a podcast highlighting tips and insights aimed at helping sales organizations realize and maybe even exceed their goals. Here, we chat with thought leaders, experts, and gurus who have years of sales experience from a wide range of industries. I'm your host, Matt Sunshine, CEO at the Center for Sales Strategy, a sales performance consulting company.
1: We're so proud to be celebrating Women in Sales Month once again. For each week in October, we have an amazing slate of women sales leaders who will be sharing their unique insights. From offering advice for sales managers new and more experienced to surveying the anticipated landscape of sales in the years ahead, when it comes to improving sales performance, these ladies know how it's done. I'm Stephanie Downs, Senior Vice President and Senior Consultant at the Center for Sales Strategy. I'll be joining Matt Sunshine on the show for the entire month of October. Today, our guest is Laura Korenstein, General Sales Manager at Cox Media. Laura makes so many awesome points, such as why instead of asking for feedback, you should ask for feed forward, how emotional intelligence really can boost the overall morale of your sales teams, and finally, why, if you've got a happy, engaged team of people, success is only a matter of time.
0: All right, so Laura, from from your point of view, what are the things that you look at in the sales department that let you know that things are on track? Like that they're going, are, are there... In other words, are there are there three to five uh, what we would call key performance indicators that you always look at to know that things are are on track? You really pay attention to these things.
2: So yeah, there are. Um, you know, KPIs really can vary depending on specifics. Um, you know, obviously, number one is revenue and sales targets. Right? Are we generating enough enough revenue to make our goals? Um, conversion rates is really big for us because, you know, is the sales team making the calls that they need to make in order to generate those sales? So we normally have about a 20% closing ratio. So we really keep track of what that activity looks like for the MCs. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it really gets down to pitched and closed, right? Mm -hmm. What is that number that we as a team have to pitch every week in order to make our goals? and then break it down to our MCs, our media consultants. What is it that they need to pitch? And again, we look at a 20% rate, um, closing ratio. So is there enough revenue in the funnel to make sure that they can meet their goals? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we look at our customers, Um, you know, new business, growth on existing. Um, What is the value for us for a lifetime client? Because, you know, we all know it's easier to keep a client than to gain a client, right? Yeah. So those are really the things that I look at. Um. And again, most important for me is that pitch closed because again, it mm-hmm. all really boils down to activity. Mm-hmm. So, and if the activity's there, yeah,
0: yeah. So on that that closing percentage, yep. I'm curious. <laughs> I ask everybody this this question: When is it is it from proposal presented mm-hmm. to close, and is there a window that you say like within 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, one year. I mean, what, what do you use to, to really lock in on that close ratio?
2: So we look at it once. So I go out, I give a proposal to Laura Shoes, and it's a $40,000 proposal, and it breaks out through mm-hmm. the lifetime of the contract, right? Um, and then we look at it when it closes, so if I was to look at it again next week and say, oh, I'm pitching it for $20,000, it's not real. It's Got that it. original yeah. number that I look yeah. at because that's that real number because you're always going to have things that are changing yeah. and then they will average themselves out.
0: So when you say 20%, that's 20% of the proposals presented, not 20% of the appointments or 20% yeah. of the leads, yeah. 20% nope. of the proposals.
1: Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So thinking about sales managers and where they should be focused, um, think about it in terms of big rocks or those highest potential, um, you know, the highest priorities that they should be spending time on. Um, Of course, revenue, you mentioned that in the last one, but what else, where should they really be spending most of their time? Um, You know,
2: again, revenue. Yeah. They're a generating company, right? Um the other thing and probably the the it may even come before revenue, right, is your sales team. Um right. and it's developing, building, and maintaining. Um and I was lucky enough to go through um a class with you all and you guys really focused yeah. in on that. And and it really is true. Um, you know, we focus on recruiting top talent. Yeah. Um when someone leaves, we always try to hire better. Yeah. Because we've learned, right? Um, You know, it's working with that team, always providing the training, the coaching. um, And a new word for us is feed forward. So Mike Brostick, my VP, was in Arizona last week. And he's like, I'm no longer asking for feedback. I'm asking for feed forward. So instead of asking for feedback, asking your team for feed forward. Because, again, if you can develop that team That team will make you successful in the long run. Um, And then there's always, you know, the the training, the processes, customer relationships, um, goal setting, you know, all of those fundamentals, but really it comes down to having the right team and really being open and transparent with that team.
1: Yeah. There's so much in what you just said, Um, but you're so right in, I mean, the team and the people part of it really is the foundation of everything else, right? If we have the right people, we're doing the right coaching and developing, and we have all of those elements, we should see revenue grow as a result of that. The more engaged the team, the more likely you're to see revenue development or right. revenue improvement, yeah, um, you had you had a lot of good things. And I like the the word of uh, the use of the word transparency. How important is that? Right? <laughs> People like that; they want that. Um, all right. So thinking about uh, sales management and really how that's changed over time, because it's, it's very different today than it used to be. <laughs> right? Yes. Um, is it life? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Compare that um, from five years ago to today. Wow, five years ago. Um, How long
2: ago was the pandemic? (laughs) You know, know, there's been so many changes um, in technology. Yeah. You know, I work for Cox Media, so we have changed in technology on the cable side, on the advertising side. Um, You know, customer expectations, I think, have really changed over the Mm -hmm. past five years, and especially over the last three years due to the pandemic. the, the way we transact with sales, normally it used to be, you know, you get in your car, you go visit a client or you give them a call, maybe an email. But now it's an email, it's social media, it's, how, it's all different platforms and channels that these customers yeah. want to get reached on, right? It's non-traditional. Um, and, you know, I think... You know, if we look at the training for a salesperson, Mm -hmm. um, I remember when I started back in 94, I was handed a telephone book and a pad of paper and said, here you go, (laughs) go sell, right? So now it's formalized, right? It is, it's training, classes. It's really, you know, helping the sales managers know what to
1: do and how to
2: teach their teams.
1: Yeah. Um we've done a number of these um you know over the last handful of weeks and in some of the things you're saying I a couple of the comments from previous people it resonated with me you're talking about all the different ways from technology and how the customers interact with us and all of the training components and the development sales leaders have a tough job especially exactly. that middle line the local sales manager that's a hard um it's not a hard position but it they are responsible for a lot of things and it seems to get more complicated, right? The sales leader today is very different than the sales leader 5 years ago. Yeah. They, yeah. they definitely are. They um you know we
2: call, we say it's the toughest job in the building. Sure. And, yeah. and and it truly really is because it is wearing so many mm-hmm. hats. Yeah, You are, you know, you're that coach, you're that mentor, yeah. you're the manager you're trying to drive revenue, you're closing sales, yeah. you're doing a lot more than what they used to. It used to be like, okay, here, I sold it. You go into sales manager and they'd be like, okay, here, you knocked it, that out. it. Right. Okay. And that was it. That's right. And that was it. And then you throw in, you know, the remote, you know, most of us work remote now. And that is really difficult yeah. managing a sales team remotely. It, yeah. it
1: truly is. Yes, it, and it, it is for hard. sure. Yeah. Matt, what were you going to say?
0: yeah so a couple a couple of things this is an interesting part of the conversation one that I always particularly perk up and and find a lot of interest in um because I think that that I would imagine that most of the people listening this are 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 struggling with this part. Stephanie and I were at a conference a couple of weeks ago, and there was a conversation that was about well people that are are older or started back in the 90s, early 90s versus people that are starting out today. And I think the truth of the matter is, is that people that started back in the 90s, for whether this was right or wrong, we did what we were to do and we didn't ask any questions. We probably had those questions, but we didn't ask them. We didn't say them out loud. Our manager told us to do something and we did it. We didn't say, I don't like the phone book. This isn't fair. I shouldn't have that. We just did it. We complained to our friend group, but we didn't complain. So nowadays, we have people entering the Salesforce that don't want to be told what to do. But they want to be coached and developed. They absolutely want to be coached and developed. And somebody followed up with us after that meeting. And she wrote us, I'm gonna read you a little excerpt of what she wrote. I like, it's so good. And I want I want your take on this because I'm gonna ask you, besides what I'm saying, what are some of the elements in your opinion that makes a great sales leader? But this is what she said. She said, um, this all came to focus this week when I was talking to my 12-year-old daughter through twin practice. She was talking about how much she loved one of her coaches. And I asked her what made him so good and she thought about it for a second and then she said he gets in the water think about that he gets in the water she says she goes on to say there's no room anymore for managers who stand next to the school bark out orders after a while all the swimmers just go through the motions and start to wonder if the leader even knows how to swim as i told our leadership team and she goes on to say, we need to make sure we're looking for opportunities to get water. And back to your point, I think that the leadership role used to be process and operations and reports and coaching and development. But it was process and reports and operations and all of that stuff has been replaced. Yeah, it's the technology. You know, I look
2: at it and I'm a. Uh... You know, we have so many different chat bots now, you know, you have AI going on now, and those those products are going to take away some of the stuff that the salespeople, you know, back in the 90s used to do. Mm -hmm. And I like that, you know, never, it doesn't get in the water. So truly is that, that manager has to be Mm -hmm. willing to do that. Yeah. You got to walk the talk or talk the walk, whatever, whatever way you want to say it, because there is so much. There's so much talent out there and there's so many opportunities for them to go somewhere else. And it's not, it's not the, okay, go make a sale. Um, You asked about, you know, the great leaders and stuff. And I, I'm
1: Mm -hmm.
2: really blessed over, well, 94. So that (laughs) is the math um, over a long period of time. I've only had probably a handful of managers. And I think I only can say I had one bad manager. I'm I'm truly blessed. Um and I think when I look at them, um you know, they were all very they're all very inspiring. You know, they were leaders, um, they were dedicated, you know, again, transparent, inclusive, you know, they have integrity or had integrity. Um, and they were all willing to take risks because now, you know, it's it's 2023, last five years have changed, last three years have changed. So they're willing to take those change. They're willing to look and maybe take a change that mm-hmm. we normally wouldn't have done in the past because we would have been like, oh, don't want to rock the boat, but they're open to those ideas and they and they mm-hmm. listen. Um, and then, you know, you have that emotional intelligence that we never had back in the nineties, right? Mm-hmm. It's being able to be transparent and maintaining your emotional intelligence. So that way you are not creating a fluster with your sales team, because if you're, if you're flustered and they see it, your sales team's going to be flustered. It's going to see it as well. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So if you were speaking to a group of new sales leaders, what advice would you give them? What would you tell them they need to be either paying attention to or that they should be learning? So they're setting themselves up for success. What would you tell them? Run. No um don't do it
2: don't do it you don't have to the teaching no um you know understand the business yeah um in and out before you get into into sales management management you know i will go and i'll interview people and the first thing i look when i see a resume is to see how many times they moved around and to how many different companies Mm-hmm. Right. They're selling advertisers, the advertising, then they're selling cars and then they're selling something else. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to get into sales management, just, you know, pick the business and yeah. learn it inside and out, yeah, um, so. you know, and, and the fundamentals, you know, it's the grasp, know how to prospect, know the lead generation, mm-hmm. have the effective communication, be able to talk to your teams. Yeah. Um, And, you know. In order to develop that strong leadership, you want to join associations. You want to take classes. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I really again, I'm not giving you a plug, but I really was. We had a great year with you guys, Um, and I know our team learned a lot. So it's really getting out there, learning, um, and then become a coach and a mentor, Mm -hmm. and you know, continuously provide the feedback, the feed forward, the good the good and the bad, right? Because not everything is roses. It's not, but it's being able to communicate with that team that, okay, the rose has died, but the rose is going to grow again. Right. And this is how we're going to do it. Um, Keeping the customer centric. I mean, that focus, Mm -hmm. that's huge. Because again, things have changed. Customers are looking for something completely different Different. than
1: they were years ago. Yeah.
0: All right. So we've done, were you going to say something, Stephanie?
1: That's okay. Go ahead. I was going to repeat her list. I liked it. <laughs> no,
0: I repeat it. By all means. No,
1: I liked it. Um, so, advice to give um, sales ma- managers or new managers um, be a constant learner, always be seeking information, um, be customer centric, uh, practice and use the technology. You said that in a little bit different way, but you know, lead it and understand yeah, it, right? Practice exactly. and use. Um, Be a coach, provide feedback, communicate, 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 and demonstrate you care. Yeah. I
0: like it. So we've done a, we've talked a little bit about how it used, accidentally we talked about how it used to be like in the nineties. Right. Um, And I want to ask you as, as a, um, as one of the very best sales leaders out there, um, and and, and, I, and I and I don't just throw that around. Um, so I, and I'm I'm sincere when I say that. Um, I think that your opinion on this, your your thought leadership on this, is extremely important. So look into the future. Look three to five years forward. Not not the forever future. Not thirty years. Just you know, 2026, 2027, 2028 what are some of the changes that you think we'll see in the sales departments
2: Wow well thank you for the compliment um you know in the media world um, you know technology and data you know the again chat GPT can be your, be your next best friend or it can be your worst enemy right um, you know again I think I mentioned earlier we were talking about like chat bots Mm -hmm. You know, I think we're definitely going to see more of those powered assistants, um, which will take some of some of the um, responsibilities off of the salespeople. Um, Remote and hybrid. I am sitting in a building right now that's made for 900 people. And I think there's 15 on my floor right now. So I think that that's going to be really huge. It it already has since the pandemic. And I think it's only going to get bigger moving forward. Um, social responsibility with customers. I think we talked a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think customers nowadays are looking um, for more businesses that are really um, have that social responsibility. Um, They they have the sustainability and they align their message with your message. Mm -hmm. Um, I work for a very green company and I know that Mm -hmm. that's huge when I'm out in the community talking to people. And we give back to the community. I think that's huge. Um, And I think that's only going to get bigger. Mm -hmm. And again, people do business with people they like. So if your company's doing the right thing, then those customers will come. Um, And then I think, you know, companies will probably have, um, you know, crisis preparedness moving forward. Because what happened on March, I think it was 18, I was, in, I was on a, fl- a flight coming home from Florida. Um, and I remember my VP saying, oh, just go to the office, get your stuff for a couple of days. Then I'm like, oh, this is great. I just got back. I can work from home. And then we didn't go back, right? So I think companies are getting themselves more prepared. So that way, with the hybrid remote model, with all of this, Um, that they'll be better prepared if something else should Mm -hmm. happen down the line. So Mm -hmm. I I think there's going to be a lot. And I I think most of it's going to be driven by technology.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think you nailed it. I think there's a lot. And and I think you nailed it in the sense when you said there's going to be a lot. Right. And, and and in some cases, I think we'll see um, smaller sales departments and other cases, I think we'll see larger sales departments. Mm -hmm. Right. I think we're going to see um, sales managers being less um, used to do reports and processing. And I think more involved in coaching, developing, jumping in the water, so Mm -hmm. to speak, and and help and helping out. So there's going to be, it's going to be interesting and fun and exciting. That is for sure.
2: I absolutely agree. I think, you know, again, it comes down to that data and where we've got things that can pull, we've got technology that can pull those reports right so you don't need the sales manager doing that they right. can go out and again it's it truly is if if you've got a happy team and i know it sounds silly but if you've got a happy team it does not. My, you know you can have somebody who's like oh i'm not happy all the time and, and i'm not saying happy all the time right. but if you've got a team that's that's happy and they're motivated and they're engaged you know what? You're going to be successful. The number's going to come. The activity's going to come. A million years ago, my very first sales manager, actually my second sales manager, I would do anything for him. And I remember <laughs> saying, "I mean, well, go stand in your head in the, on your head in the corner." I'm like, "Okay." And he's like, "Really?" And I'm like, "Well, you asked me to, and I believe in you." I mean, I know it's kind of like a funny story, but that, but yeah. that's what you want. You want to be that leader that people are going to follow. And that's that comes from within. You either have it or you don't.
0: Yeah, I think that is the perfect place to end. Agreed. Um, That is exactly right. Laura, thank you so much for joining us. Um, All of Laura's contact information will be in the in the show notes. Connect with her on LinkedIn. Um, As I know, she'd love to follow up with this conversation with anybody that would like to like to engage. Of course, you can reach out to Stephanie and me at any time as well. Um, And thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you or talking to you again on a future episode of the Improving Sales Performance Podcast. Awesome.
2: Thank you guys.
0: This has been Improving Sales Performance. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, join us every week by clicking the subscribe button. For more on the topics covered in the show, visit our website, thecenterforsalesstrategy.com. There you can find helpful resources and content aimed at improving your sales performance.